1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke
0: and Holiday Music Bingo, plus... Happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S.com.
1: everyone and welcome to another episode of hot off the mess a podcast brought to you by the dip i am your host samantha bush and today is bravo friday we have a fucking jam-packed episode today where there is like almost too much to talk about i have to be honest with you um there's potomac salt lake vanderpump rules beverly hills i mean we're gonna talk about it all and then i have an amazing guest Real Houses of New Jersey. Margaret Josephs will be joining me. I'm so excited to talk to her. She is like, she's probably my favorite of New Jersey. Actually, I'm not even just saying that because she's joining the show. I just genuinely love her. Um, an absolute dream. So, okay, there's like I said, we have so much to talk about. So, like, let's just get right into it. So let's just get into Potomac. Um. You all know that I love my Candace. I am a hashtag Basset Hound. I, I just love her. I, but here's the thing, you guys. You have to know this about me. I am not someone who, if I love a housewife, I am blind to their flaws. Okay, like I would literally die for Dorinda Medley, and she has done and said some very questionable things. Okay. And like in the heat of her and Tinsley season, what was that? 12. I was still like, I'm here for Dorinda because it's just, it's who I am. Now, does that define me as like a ride or die? No, I don't think so. Because I acknowledge that Candace has kind of lost her goddamn mind this episode. She went off the fucking rails. Okay. Now. Do I think she is wrong? Yes. Okay. I think she's wrong. I think she has such a way with the words that, like, her husband Chris even said, he was like, she loves an adjective. <laughs> That really that got me good. I was like, God bless that man. Like he's just out there sweeping the spinach off the ground, the romaine lettuce, and he's just like, Yep, oh, my girl loves an adjective." Like that really got me. God, I love that man. Anyways, so when it comes to Candace, I think she has a very short fuse. You know what? Actually, I actually don't think that. I don't know why I just said that. I don't think she has a short fuse. I think she is being poked and I think she was being poked and poked and poked by Mia the entire season. And personally, I have to gather my thoughts because this is a very complex situation. Cause I have to take in context last season with Monique. Okay. Here's what I think you guys, Mia, this entire season has tried to come at everyone to get a reaction from someone. She poked at Robin. She poked at Giselle by, you know, sending that weird text message. She poked at Scala. She poked at Wendy. Like, she's been poking and no one gives her the response that she's looking for because she wants an altercation. She, not saying a physical one, I'm saying she wants a moment because she wants to be on the show. I mean, I that's that's the truth like everybody who's here wants to be on the show right but so with candace she knows that candace is someone who will give her that reaction so when she started poking and said that her video was low budget which i don't necessarily think it was low budget but i also know like it probably wasn't high budget it was her first video like what do you want from her exactly? It was weird. It was a weird comment to me. And when she got that reaction from Candace, I think in her mind she knew, like, okay, this is gonna work. I am able to poke a bear, and they are it's gonna be a thing, right? That's just what I think. Now, do I think Candace goes too far and goes below the belt and goes places she probably shouldn't? Uh, fuck yes, I believe that. I wish that Candace would just like take a beat, like let it marinate and then just like be calm about it. That's just really, that's just what I want because it's like, Candace, you're making it hard for, for us out here. Us Candace fans, like we are fighting for our fucking lives, okay? And I'm exhausted because I hate the fact that like, Just because I don't like Mia, like, I just don't like her. I think she's really fucking lame. I got to be completely honest with you. I think she's so lame. I think she's such a try hard. And it's like, how can you get me to say Candace is wrong and I still don't even like you? Like, that's hard. Like I said, I, I just think she's a try hard. Her social media presence, I find very strange. We've discussed this at length every single week because every single week it's something. And it's like she keeps coming at Candace. And it's like uh, this week she posted tweets that Candace had made like from 11 years ago that were questionable and horrible. And she has answered for them many times because they came out, I think last year. So she's been on like podcasts to talk about it. She's apologized. Like she's done the whole thing. Right. So Mia really thinks that she's like doing something by posting this shit. And like, it's just like, I just wish Mia would just like stick to posting her kids, like stick to just what, you know, stick to being the joint chiropractic franchisee that you are. And just leave Candace alone because Candace will implode without her doing any of that. But I don't know. I just really have a hard time and it frustrates me because I like Candace. I see a good person inside, but I also see like a very like broken person, like someone who has a very difficult relationship with their mom. And that should not be. Like that, that's not lost on me, if that makes sense. Like this girl has been very open about her codependency relationship with her mom because it was just them for so long. And then her mom got remarried and then whatever. So I think when she feels any slight, like anyone slights her, I think it like really, really, she'll go there. And I'm not making excuses for her behavior, but I do think like it's a very complex dynamic. But I do have to say one thing that I find frustrating in Housewives Universe on social media specifically. This is a PSA for everybody. If you're listening, this is a PSA. If you don't like a housewife, that doesn't mean that they need to be fired. Okay let's be honest here. Uh, There are so many housewives where I'm like, meh, whatever. I don't enjoy them. But am I calling for their firing? No. The only person that I have ever wanted fired from this show, from these shows, is Kelly fucking Dodd because Kelly Dodd is an actual bad human being. Like she is a bad person. And it's not enjoyable to watch someone be a bad person over and over and over again. It's not fun. I don't enjoy it. 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 And it's. And people can. I mean, it's subjective, I guess. Like where people are, like, oh, well, they think Candace is a bad person, or they think. But I don't think Candace is a bad person at her core. I just think Candace has a really. She runs her mouth, and I want people to take a look in the mirror and think. Who else runs their mouth in these franchises? Everyone. Every single person. That is why they're housewives. They are all alpha females who fucking say the craziest shit that, yeah, you probably wouldn't say in real life. Like, you probably wouldn't say these things. I mean, I've seen people defend Teresa Giudice, who quite literally last year at the reunion said that she would never be sexually assaulted because she's she just would never be in that position or she like, she said something along those lines. Like it's fucking absurd. And people are like, Oh, it's fine. It's Teresa, you know, like, or we've seen Ramona singer, be an awful human being for 15 years. And she's still on the show. I don't see people like writing think pieces about it. It's just like, I, I just wish that we could get to a place as a Bravo society. Where we can just enjoy the shows like we don't take it that deep. And I know that I'm saying this as someone who's like, this is literally my job. But it's like, I don't carry this around with me on like the weight of my shoulders. And like if someone is a Mia fan or a Monique fan, like I don't look at them differently. I don't think that they're like a fucking psycho or like hate them I don't even know if I'm making sense, to be completely honest with you. I'm just kind of talking, uh, which I guess is like essentially what a podcast is, but um, here I am. I I just it's frustrating to me that like people think like because you like a certain housewife, then suddenly that means that you like are accepting of every single thing that they've ever said or done, and you you know would die for them and like no like that's not it it's like i i'm a bethany fan but i am also incredibly aware that she makes it very very hard <laughs> like bethany makes it hard to be a fan of her sometimes cuz she's like bitch what the fuck are you saying right now like what are you doing dorinda medley same situation like i mean lisa Rinna for a long time i was like I was like riding for Lisa. Like, you guys, I think you guys get what I'm saying. I just don't. It's frustrating to me that some people look at these situations so black and white. Like, oh, because I like Candace, suddenly that means I co sign everything she says to Mia. I absolutely don't. Do I like that she called Michael Demon Darby an overseer? Absolutely not. I think it's disgusting. I think she needs to be held accountable and be held accountable. I mean, at the reunion, let's talk about it. Let's work it out. I do know that, and I find this very, very, very interesting, that Candace and Ashley hung out after the reunion with Wendy. I'm just saying, maybe they bury the hatchet at the reunion. That's all I got to say. So yeah, so I'll leave it at that with Potomac. I just really (laughs) needed to get that off my chest because sometimes when I post about Potomac in particular, it Potomac has a very toxic fan base, I will say, more so than any other franchise. Beverly Hills used to be like that, like a few years ago, like with LVP, that was awful. Like you couldn't say one thing against Lisa Vanderpump without her fans running to your account Trolling you, telling you like to go to hell, like crazy shit. Okay. It's wild. Like it, I mean, this is just, yeah, this is my PSA. This is, this is my mission in life is to get Housewives fans to come together, realize we're all here to watch and be entertained. You know, that's it is what it is, right? Wow. I'm like sweating. That really, that really got me going. And it probably won't be the last time today because there's a lot to discuss. So I'll just leave Potomac there. So far, I'm loving the season. I will say I enjoy every single episode. I giggle. I laugh. I gasp. I die for Eddie. He's so handsome. Oh, really quick. G, me assessment is fucking weird. <laughs> Guys, he is a very strange man. <laughs> he makes me a little uncomfortable. Like he's just bizarre. But he can hang. I mean, when he was taking that little cat nap in the bus, I was like, I get it. Listen, I'm not someone that really goes out like that. So I understood like the nap. But yeah, he's just he seems very bizarre to me. Let's get into Salt Lake City. I'll just start at the very tip top. The Brooks sit down was odd and I didn't enjoy it. I would have liked it better if Brooks, being, I believe he's 22 years old, if Brooks, being the adult that he is, could just come to the lunch with Jen by himself. I don't really necessarily understand why he had to bring his mommy with him. That was very strange. I also thought it was strange that Meredith didn't sit in the car. Like she sat at the table and Brooks was like, Mom, I got it. And then she went and like sat at the bar like three feet away. <laughs> it was just weird. And I have to say this. We are on episode five of Salt Lake City and I don't we're not at the Jen Shaw arrest yet. Like I have to sit and fucking watch Brooks and Jen share truffle fries like I'm irritated. I'm beyond irritated. I want the arrest. I want the helicopters. I want the FBI. I want, you know, I want Whitney to be like, I have the fucking shells broad that's what I want I don't want any more of Jen and Brooks and Meredith I'm tired I'm tired you guys it's been five episodes of this shit and I have to say I on some level I agree with Jen Shaw and that is a scary place to be because I have a huge issue with people that drag things out I have an issue with that in my real life as alone in my like entertainment bravo life too like let it go Let it go. What do you want this woman to do? In the words of Heather Dubrow, do you want her to pop a vein? Like, Jen understands that it was wrong that her social media person liked to tweet calling Brooks a privileged twink, which I just don't think it's a slur. Maybe it is. I've just never heard of it used as a slur before. Like, I underst- I would understand and be more on Meredith's side and be more understanding of Meredith if she would have just let it go by episode two. Like, had the discussion with Jen, wiped her hands of it, and let it go. I don't think we need to be in episode five having a sit down with Brooks in a pub. You know, like, it's just, I'm tired of it. I just am. And, like, Salt Lake City, like, here's the, here's the thing. I'm... I'm enjoying it. Like, I like watching it. I, li- I find all of these women to be very interesting. But I'm also bored. It's it's like the weirdest feeling. I don't necessarily know how to, like, describe. It's... I feel like I'm interested in the Lisa and Whitney of it all. Like, I find it to be so petty and so... um. Layered, they're dynamic, but I also feel sleepy when I watch. I feel like I want to do a load of laundry. I feel like I'm, you know, playing Candy Crush on my phone, entering that um, competition with Khloe Kardashian. Like that's that's just what I'm feeling, and I don't know how to get. I just we need to get to the arrest. Bravo, if you're listening, let's just pack it up. Let's let's fucking go. I want. I want Jen Shaw leaving the courthouse with her box braids and her fur and her knee-high boots. That's what I really want. I want Stu Chains crying to Jen on the phone, asking her what's going on. Do I know if that happens on camera? I don't know. But God only, I wish. I hope. I hope we see a little Stu Chains. You know, as Christine last week said, sometimes we're a Jen Shaw and sometimes we're a Stu Chains. It's true. It's true. That's pretty much all I have for Salt Lake City. I have to be completely honest. I There's really not much else. Oh. Yeah, no, I lied. There's one thing I do want to discuss. Heather Gay and her daughters. I don't give a single flying fuck if her daughters got into college. I'm sorry. I just don't care. I just don't fucking care. And I wrote about this in an article for The Dip. I said, it's not like we're watching Adriana Judice get into college. I saw that little nugget be born. Okay. I'm invested in her story. I just – I'm not um, invested in Heather's children in that way. Uh, They seem like great girls, great heads on their shoulders. But overall, I just kind of don't give a fuck. Like, I hope you go to college. I mean, I didn't go to (laughs) – I didn't go to college. But if that's your path in life, mazel. But, like, it's this whole storyline of, like, her daughters are going to college and she wants her daughter to be good-time girls. And I have to think about that. I find that to be odd. Like, I – I think Heather's like really leaning into that a little too much. Like the, I want my daughters to do whatever they want and experience whatever they want, which is great. I think that's amazing. They should experience things, but to just like outwardly be like, I hope my daughters like flash their titties at a, you know, a frat party. I find that to be odd. I don't think that that's something anybody like really like fingers crossed, like hopes for necessarily. I mean, And it's fine if you do it. I've, you know, guys, I got to tell you, I've done it before. Done it before. Guy took a photo on his flip phone. Thank God it was on a flip phone and not an iPhone because it would be backed up to the cloud and my titties would be somewhere on the internet. You know, I'm just saying. It's, we've all been there. (laughs) Yeah, wow, what a moment. Not my proudest. I don't think my mom, who is a very open-minded individual, I don't think she would be like, great. Good for you, honey. So proud. Kiss, kiss. No, I think she'd be like, Sam, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, please don't show your titties to strange men on the street, please. Um, well, I did anyways. So that's pretty much where I'm at with Salt Lake city. I don't know why I felt the need to share my, uh, flashing titty story considering the fact that my parents, I think, listen to this podcast. So that's fine. And so do my bosses. So that's cool. All right. So let's just jump right into pump. Ooh, that was cute. Jump right into pump. Let's jump right into pump rules. I have been enjoying this season. Do I think it's going to be the last season of Vanderpump Rules? Yes, I do. I think, you know, when I've said it, I think that they should have addressed the OG's not being on the show. I would have really enjoyed that. I would have enjoyed get, you know, then getting like the news alert like Jax isn't returning and like that whole thing, like what they did with Bethany on New York city, you know, like, or what they even, I mean, they did this with Southern charm too. And cam wasn't returning. They talked about Cameron not coming back and like, why? And like what happened? So I just felt like it was like a missed opportunity for Bravo. Like they really could have like leaned into the whole, like the OGs are gone. Like that kind of thing. But instead we're kind of being bamboozled into like caring about the new dynamics Um, the only people I care about on this show, truly, is Sheena, Marie Shea from Marina Del Rey, and Raquel. Those are, I mean, Charlie's fun. I enjoy Charlie. I think she's like a cute little bippy bop. Like she just kind of bops around with her sage, and she's I did laugh and she was saging the house, and she was like saging the house from all the dumb bitches. And then she she saged herself because she's like, you know, I'm a dumb bitch too. And I was like, that's funny. But let's talk about Sheena and Brock. (laughs) I said on my Instagram that I have so many thoughts about Mr. Brock Davies. And I do. I got so many thoughts rolling around in my little noggin. I hate him. (laughs) Okay. I cannot stand this man. I truly am blown away by how much I don't like him. Because I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I've told this story before on the podcast that I saw him at BravoCon. He seemed to be loving it a little too much for my liking. It felt a little too thirsty vibes. He just doesn't have a good energy. That said, do I think Sheena at this point in her life is capable of picking a partner that is good for her? No. So. Let's get into why I really fucking hate Brock. Okay. Brock Davies is a nightmare of a human being. He, the way this man speaks to people and honestly, like just in general is mind blowing. He like speaks at you. And I hate that quality in someone. Like I'm a human being and you are going to talk to me as such especially if I had just given birth to your fucking child, Summer Moon Honey Davies, weeks prior and you're talking at me. Oh, Brock, baby. No, that's not happening. You're going to be nice. You're going to talk to me sweetly. You're going to be kind. You're going to be soft. Like I, you know what? I was really hoping for the fact that like, I thought he would be like a gentle giant. You know what I mean? Like kind of like, like a St. Bernard. Like, I thought that that's the Brock we were getting. Like, someone who's like, I play rugby. And then, you know, he, like, swaddled his baby. Like, that's what I thought we were getting. And that's not the Brock we got. Like, it's very much like what you bought online versus what you got. (laughs) Like, that's pretty much the situation here. He left. So the issue is, in in this episode, there's many issues. We'll get to all those. But in this episode... There's a pickleball tournament, and the the hold pickleball has on men in this in this country is sick. I'm just gonna take a quick detour. I dated a man a few months ago. You all remember when I got dumped the day he was supposed to meet my mom. <laughs> Memorable day. He was obsessed with pickleball. I mean, this man would play pickleball. I'm not joking. For three to four hours a day. A day, this man would. Bring his paddles. He was, you know, he was he was befriending like elderly people in the community so he could have like new pickleball playing partners like he was out of control. So when I saw that Randall threw this together and Lala was like, this is an old man's sport. I was like, yes. She is not wrong. It really is. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to age shame here. Like, whatever, you know, do whatever you want to do. Get that exercise. I mean, who am I to talk? Like, I average, like, 50 steps a day. I'm like, I look at my health app, and they're like, you're close to death, bitch. Like, please get to walk in. So, Brock woke up especially early to get to practicing this pickleball sport. And I thought maybe his competitive side would be endearing. But I don't think leaving like your newborn child when Sheena is exhausted to go practice pickleball for a tournament that you're not even in the final two for. Like he wasn't even in the final two. Like he's not good at this. Like if you woke up early to go play pickleball and practice, your ass better be getting that fucking trophy. You better be getting a blue goddamn ribbon. You better be showing up and showing out. I'm not joking. Like if you're leaving me with a fucking baby, you bet your ass you're getting that big ass trophy. I'm not joking. I did enjoy the paddles that said like Lala and Randall's like little faces on them. They're little cartoon faces. I hate those fucking faces. I remember when their podcast came out, I was like, oh God, like why do we got to get cartoon look? They look like the Jetsons. They look crazy. And they're, I like them as a couple actually. I know, you know, Randall's he seems fine. I I do I do get their dynamic. Like I get their shtick, I get their thing, I get their attraction to each other. They seem to have good chemistry, whatever. Look back to Brock. I really want to bitch about Brock. I've been wholeness in all week. So I feel bad for Sheena because we have seen Sheena be delusional before. That is what Sheena strives to have everything look perfect this is a thing we know. It's a thing we accept from her. It's fine. There's a tragic beauty to Sheena because it's like you root for her. Like you want the best for her. But she also, she seems to like be lying to herself all the time in order to like make everybody believe that like Brock is a good guy or Rob is in love with her or Shay and her are good. Like, let's go back. Let's, let's take a, let's, let's go back in time. Let's get in the DeLorean and let's, let's go. She and Shay went very public with his um, struggle with addiction to Vicodin and everything like that. And they were really working through their issues. Um, That was a really tough season. Okay. That was really tough because like, she constantly was like, no, everything is fine. No, everything is fine. Like towards the end, because when she started to notice that people were noticing the cracks in their relationship, she was like, I'm going to slap fucking band-aids on this. Like everything's good. Everything's good. Like she went to Katie and Tom's wedding and Lisa Vanderpump pulled her aside and was like, how is everything going with you and Shay? And she was like, Everything's good. Oh, my God. But we're so in love. We've never been more in love. Girl, they divorced like very shortly after that. Like and and I don't and the thing with Sheena is I don't think she realizes like how transparent it is. You guys know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think she fully grasps that like we can see right through the facade that she's putting up. It's not hard to figure out. And there is rarely a time when I think Jax Taylor is right. Ever. (laughs) Jason Couchy. But he had Sheena's number because like he would say that all the time. He was like, Sheena just wants everything to be perfect. And there's, it's delusional because she did that with Rob. Like Kristen was like, Rob was kissing a girl at Tokamadera, Madera and she was like, well, Rob and I don't even kiss and it's fine. Rob and I are so happy. Go rewatch season six. It is one of the best seasons of reality television because there's so much going on with everybody. But specifically the Rob and Gina of it all, like the way this woman like rode so hard for him in those confessionals is so it's like exactly what she's doing with Brock. And I know that we're only like three episodes in and people are like, give him the chance. I don't have to give a man a chance if he hasn't seen his children in five years. That's fucking insane. The fact that there are people out there on the internet who were like calling me a Karen, which that doesn't even make sense because I don't like Brock for the fact, the simple fact that he talks at Sheena. He called her mom the help And called her an employee. Didn't love that. And then on top of that, he left his children. And people are like, well, hear him out. Hear the story. I don't need to hear the story. Because guess what? If a mother, if Sheena left Summer Moon Honey and moved to France and was just like, I'm trying to provide a better life. But then didn't see them speak to them, have anything to do with them. It was just like, "Eh, it's fine. She would get fucking reamed out like dragged to hell for that. But men are just always held to like such a different standard. And it's so annoying. I'm like, we are in 2021. Why the fuck do I have to listen? Why do I have to hear Brock out? And I was like, we are all Lala and Randall in that moment. Like when they were sitting on that couch and they were discussing the fact that he has two other children that he does not see and has not seen in four or five years, And Lala was like, well, you FaceTime them, right? And he was like, no. She was like, what? Like, Randall was, like, shook. And people were like, how come no one's talking about the fact Randall didn't wipe his kid's ass and change a diaper? I'm not shocked that Randall Emmett does not change children's diapers. Because what, Randall Emmett is present in his children's lives. (laughs) Like, the children that he had with his ex-wife, they're still around. He still sees them. He still makes them a priority. He doesn't move to fucking you know, Nashville and like abandon them. I'm sorry. And for Brock to sit in a confessional and be like, I left the country, but they felt like I abandoned them. Well, you, you did Brock. Like that, that's literally what happened. And I wouldn't, I'd be more maybe open to hearing more of the story if Sheena wasn't so Sheena in the confessionals where she was like, that's not the story. That's not the whole story. Oh, they were so upset when, we named our daughter Summer. Well, he has a daughter named Winter Sheena, and it's kind of fucking weird. It's weird. We gotta be honest. And like Lala said, she was like, if Randall left me and had a baby with another woman and named her Lake, I would be so pissed. And I was like, yeah, because, you know, obviously their daughter's name is Ocean. So that made me laugh. Like they were just shook that this was a thing. And like Lala said, she was like, they're talking about it like this is so normal. Like, this is okay, And it's really not. And then we get the scene where him and Sheena are talking about her mom. And I'm like. Yeah, what the fuck? He was like, enough with the hormones. She just had a baby, you fucking asshole. Like Brock is a walking red flag. He is waving these flags in front of Sheena like he is in the fucking color guard. Okay, and she's just like and I know she sees it. Because when you have to, like, defend someone in that way, you know that something's not right. But she's not going to say that. You know, I don't know. It just, I just don't, I just don't like him. And just because I don't like Brock doesn't mean I don't want Sheena to be happy. It, like, literally means the complete opposite. It means I think Sheena deserves so much fucking better than this man, than this French braided fucking... Thomas the train looking ass. I hate him. I hate him. Oh, God. Let's well, just really quick uh, before I get done with Vander Pump Rolls, I do want to talk about little Raquel, sweet baby, baby eyed baby girl. She really got me this episode. Like, I've always been kind of like take it or leave it with Raquel. You know, I did enjoy when she showed up to that reunion the polyester tool monstrosity. Um, I did enjoy that. That was great. But I she's an easy target for people, right? Like she makes it, she kind of makes it easy to make fun of her sometimes. And that's just the truth. But she has like she has a good heart and she's really, really sweet. And I just feel so bad for her. Because and it's what she talked about in this episode was so relatable. You guys, I cried every time I've watched it. I've watched the episode like three or four times and I've cried every time or at least like teared up because when she talked about how she compares herself to Lala, because as we know, Lala and James have had a relationship in the past or some sort of relationship. She compares herself and she's like, you liked Lala so much. And I'm nothing like her. And it's, like, we've all been there, I feel like, as – I don't know. I mean, I have. Like, that's a really big downfall for me is, like, I'm always comparing myself to other people and, like, never thinking I'm good enough. So, I totally related to what she was saying because she was, like, I'm nothing like Lala. Like, and there's something in Lala that, like, she wishes she could be like. Like, she – She wishes that she was, you know, more outspoken and felt confident and, you know, really stood in, like, Lala will say things and she firmly believes what she's saying. Like, she stands in her fucking convictions and she's like, yes, this is exactly how I feel and I'm not changing my fucking mind. Now, is there a downside to that? Absolutely. But I think what Raquel is saying, like... She wishes that she could be more like that. And then when she looked at little Jamesy and she said, are you not, how are you not embarrassed of me? My fucking heart broke. I was like, girl, if there's anyone to be embarrassed in this relationship with you and James, it's James. That little cleft DJ, cleft chin DJ who I love. I love James. And again, he's He's like a male Candace, in my opinion. Like, he just says the craziest shit. And I'm still just like, oh, he's got a good heart. There's something inside him that I just, I see a good in him. But he was so sweet with her. Like, when she was crying, he was like, Raquel, like, you don't have to be like that. Like, I don't want you to be like that. I love you for who you are. Like, I like that you're sweet. I like that you're, you know this way and she was really just opening up about her social anxiety, how nervous she gets talking in front of a group of people. And if you go back and watch, I think the season 7 reunion or 5, I don't know, 5 or 7, it's one of those. She tries to say that like she has a hard time speaking in front of this group of people and I can't imagine I mean, I get nervous speaking in front of a group of people for sure, but I think like she finds it especially difficult. And like when she talked about how she started doing pageants because she really wanted to push herself. She's like, I always put myself in situations that push me out of my comfort zone because I want to be different. Like I want to be better. And I'm just like, oh my God, Raquel, like you're a sweet little angel and I hope she – got so much love this week to know like, you know what I mean? Like I hope people were really, really kind to her and her messages and comments. And I mean, I saw nothing but positivity for Raquel. And then of course, you know, James proposed. It was cute. You know, it was fine. I, I thought Sandoval, I see, is he okay? We talk about that. Is Sandoval all right? I don't know. It, he seems off to me and not in a way where I'm like, you know, was he on something or something like that? Like, I just genuinely mean like I, I'm having a hard time, like, putting my finger on what the fuck's going on with Sandoval. Putting my pulse on on good old Sandy. Having a hard time with that. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I am with Vanderpump Rules. I am excited, though, to see, like, what happens. Because I know Lala is definitely going to be like, oh. Speaking of Lala, really quick. I really didn't fucking like the mom shaming Sheena was giving Lala when she was like, I don't want a night nurse. It's like, Sheena, shut the fuck up. If you could sleep through the night and have some woman like feed your kid for you at 4am. So your fucking boyfriend or a fiance or whoever doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Like you would do that in a heartbeat. Let's stop kidding ourselves. I just didn't like the weird mom shaming. That's another way that I was like, Oh yeah. Sheena is definitely like feeling some type of way about this whole Brock situation because the way she's like deflecting and making it Lala and Randall's issue was very rude. I didn't enjoy that whatsoever because honestly, if I ever have a child and I can afford a night nurse, you better fucking believe I'm hiring one because I want to sleep. doesn't mean I don't love my kid, but I I like sleep and I like feeling sane. So, all right, that's enough of Vanderpump. Um, Let's chat really quickly about the Beverly Hills reunion. Part one. Garcelle has the patience of a fucking saint. That's all I'm going to say. She, actually, it's not all I'm going to say. I have a lot more to say, of course. But let's start with Sutton being dumped on Valentine's Day. That is so fucked up. Fuck Michael for doing that to her. She, but I like that Sutton's like, yeah, but I'm out dating. I'm having fun. And I was like, yes, bitch. She was like, dating is fun. And I think that is a, like, we all need to get back out there. It's fall. We're all going to wear cute fall outfits. My friend and I had a horrible summer, horrible summer. But, and we always look at each other. We're like, we're going to have a fucking hot girl winter. <laughs> like, we're going to be cute for Christmas. You guys know what I'm saying? Like, that's the vibe. Anyways, I really I really want to see Sutton date next year. I think that that would be fun to see her and Garcelle go out on dates together, like double dates, because I think that they are such powerful, beautiful women that like men are just kind of like a fun little accessory to them. It's it's giving me like Luann and Sonia almost like just good times. And then the Dorit. Okay, Dorit and Rinna. What the fuck are they thinking? Like, I genuinely was blown away by the audacity. When Dorit yelled at Garcelle, I wanted to scream. I wanted to scream back at her. And Garcelle didn't. She was very, like, Garcelle, I think, took a step back. And she was like, I'm going to let these girls do the fucking most because I'm going to come out on top like she let them tire themselves out because Rinna eventually did the most Rinna thing of all time and did a bullshit hug with Garcelle, which was so fucking weird. It was weird. You guys, like when she stood up, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Even Erica and Dorit were like, what is going on right now? Like what is happening? Rinna always has to go to that like extra level. Like when she was like, Garcelle, I love you. And Kyle laughed. It was like, yeah, like you don't have to go that far. Like you can just be like, Garcelle, I like you, but this hurt my feelings. But instead, she was like, Garcelle, I love you. Let's hug. I really love you. And then the gaslighting infuriated me when Garcel, or not Garcel, when Dorit and Rinna looked at Garcelle and were like, You know, Harry Hamlin says that you just don't seem happy. What happened to Garcelle? She just doesn't. Shut the fuck up. She's fine. She's probably not happy because she has to hang out with you fucking clowns all the time. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding? I was I was furious because it's such a gaslighting tactic to like when you're not getting the reaction that they wanted from her to like spin it around and be like, but you're just really not happy. Do you want to talk about it? But she doesn't want to talk about it with you. If she was unhappy, which I don't think Garcelle is unhappy. Do you really think she's going to like be like, actually, yeah, let's open the floor up and like talk about my fucking feelings with Lisa Rinna. Are you, are you out of your fucking mind? Ridiculous, ridiculous. And then the, just the whole interaction with Garcelle, even Andy was like, Dorit, What do you want from her? She's either too upfront with you and you think she's throwing darts or she's not upfront enough. And you think she's being shady behind your back, which by the way, have you watched real housewives before? That's literally what fucking happens. Everyone gets in their confessional chair and they talk shit. That's what, that's the name of the fucking game. They've been doing it for 20 years. Like get over it. You all do it. But Garcella's like held to this higher standard. And I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And then that whole scene when Garcelle brought up what she heard Rinna say about bringing race into the show, that made me so uncomfortable because Rinna was awful about it. Like, I, 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 I can't even really talk. I don't even know what to say. I'm at a loss for words. And I'm at a loss for words, and that's saying a lot for someone who's literally been talking for 43 minutes straight. (laughs) Like I have a problem, and I can't find the fucking words because Rina was so OTT over the top. I, I was like, I can't, I can't do this with her. And when she said that thing about Sutton's business not being a business, bitch, you had a boutique yourself, and guess what? It closed. Yeah, that happened. Ugh. And Garcelle, I mean, good for her when she stood up for herself and she was like, "I don't need, I don't need to stay relevant. Like, I am relevant. You fucking clowns." I was like, "Good for you." And on Watch What Happens Live, she was like, she said, she was like, "They will never yell at me like that ever again." Know that I was like, "Yes, thank you, thank you." <sighs> It just infuriated me. And Kyle, I swear to God, you could see like the light escape her eyes when Dorit and Britta were going at it with Garcelle because she was like, I'm on the wrong fucking team. Like, I I gotta, I gotta switch teams here. Like that, Kyle knows exactly what to do. That is why she is on the show for so long. (laughs) It's shady, it's messy. I live for it. Kyle, I mean, she was like, her facial expressions throughout the entire episode were just like, Holy shit. Like, I am no longer part of this Fox Force 5. Like, (laughs) it is now the Fox Force 4 because I am out of here. And Erica was, um, what was happening? Just wondering. The way she was, like, interjecting, the way, I mean, I did enjoy that she told Dorit to shut up. That made me laugh. And I did, I did laugh a little bit when Brynn was, like, doing that thing with Garcelle on the couch. And she was like, girl, what is happening here? I was like, seriously, what the fuck is happening Kathy came out. Kathy looked adorable. Live for Kath. I'm excited for... I mean, I personally think that these four parts of this reunion are going to be jam-fucking-packed. That's all I got to say about that. I think Erika will actually surprise a lot of people with how many questions she actually does answer. Now, are those answers the truth? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. Is it going to make sense? Probably not. I mean, nothing she said really has made a lot of sense. But, wow. I... I did enjoy the fact that when Kathy came out and Andy was like, do you recognize where we are? She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, it's your it's your backyard. She was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like this raggedy ass set looks like my backyard. She was like, I got to remodel. What the fuck? Because honestly, it didn't. It didn't look like her. It doesn't look like her backyard. It just looked like they were in like some enchanted castle, like a cheap castle. Like it just <laughs> it wasn't great. And, you know, I do have to say, I made a joke about this on my Instagram, but why did they not get bigger couches for these people? They have these four women literally squished together on a goddamn love seat. That was not a three cushion couch. That was like easily two cushions. It was, they were squished. I don't know. I feel like they could have, I kind of liked everybody having their own chair. It was kind of nice. Maybe that's like, The COVID PTSD in me where I'm still just like, oh, we got to, you know, don't get too close. I don't even actually, you know what? (laughs) I have a confession. I drank out of a drinking fountain a few weeks ago, a public one in the gym. I don't know if anyone's used it but me because it is new, but I did. And I have to admit that it's like my Catholic guilt in me. Like I have to just come clean. I did. I did drink out of a drinking fountain. It was horrific, but I was thirsty. (laughs) I didn't bring a cup with me. I didn't bring a water bottle and I was sweating. So, yeah. All right. Well, now that I just did that, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will get into my chat with Margaret. Let's be honest. Ratings and reviews are so important, especially when you're in need of a doctor. You wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star. So I go through all of that with a healthcare provider. And after the last year, now is the time to prioritize your health. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialists, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to slash HOTM and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's com slash HOTM. Pink Shade is a podcast hosted by Aaron Martin and Mary Payne Gilbert, two ladies who love reality TV, true crime, cults, and documentaries the podcast covers what we consider lowbrow, highbrow trash TV. They recap 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup every week in addition to a weekly Bravo breakdown. These ladies serve up so much content on their main feed and tons of bonus content on their Patreon platforms. Those Patreons include recaps of even more reality shows as well as true crime investigations, recaps of documentaries from every streaming service out there, book reviews, and personal stories galore. Take a listen to Pink Shade wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm so excited. I am joined by my favorite New Jersey housewife, Margaret Josephs. Hi, Margaret.
0: Hi, Sam. I'm so excited to be here because I only get to see you on Instagram. I haven't seen you since BravoCon. You know, so that are together. I'm thrilled.
1: Yeah, you met me at BravoCon and I was in my Sherbert sweater that is like infamous on the Instagrams because it was (laughs) heinous. And you know, Steve from Faces by Bravo. Yes. Okay. Him and I were rooming together at BravoCon and I will never forgive him for allowing me to leave the hotel in that sweater. Margaret. You looked adorable. If you don't remember it, it's okay. It's for the best. It's your memory protecting you.
0: You from are, that, you from are that, so funny. No. From the <laughs> trauma. That's so But You looked adorable. I mean, I wasn't looking at your sweater, so don't worry about it. <laughs> You were like, I'm at BravoCon. I don't give a fuck right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um Speaking
1: of BravoCon, that was supposed to be happening right now.
0: I know. I am devastated. Literally, I was devastated when I heard it got canceled. I I had a freak out. I was like, this is crazy. I
1: was so disappointed. I was so ready to be in New York in the fall. Like, I was... I was ready.
0: I know. I can't believe it was canceled. I, I really can't. I thought if everyone just shows their Vax cards, but I understand it. They want to keep everybody healthy and safe and rather be safe than sorry.
1: Yeah. And I, like at the time when they canceled it, I guess we didn't really know what the variant was doing. Like it was a exactly. whole thing. But um, okay. So enough of COVID talk. Let's talk Housewives, Margaret. Okay. So obviously I've been a huge fan since your debut season. You've been my fave and I have been watching the reunion of last year's reunion in like preparation for this and Margaret. Yes. I, it has lit a fire underneath me all over again.
0: (laughs) I know Uh, it was rough, right? It was rough because I think you and I have very similar views on things. Yes. I agree with you, you know, basically all the time. Yeah, it was it was rough because I just couldn't understand some of the takes on a lot of the things that, you know, the sexual harassment, the uh, the vibe of the whole situation was and very it, rough. It me.
1: feels like when you say something, it's taken like to the 10th degree or the nth degree, whatever that's called. So I tried to sound smart. It's taken there. But like when Teresa, for example, says something about like sexual assault, for example, it's like, oh, that's just Teresa. And I'm just like, what is going on?
0: You're right. Yeah, I agree with you. Whenever I say something, the impact is like, oh, do you believe what she said? Do you believe what she said? And I think a lot of people get passes. But I think this year, everybody is held accountable. I think I do a lot more holding people accountable and I'm not tolerating it as much. Oh. I'm very intrigued. Yes, I think that's what it is. I think everybody has to be held. I think we're all of a certain age that everybody has to be held accountable for whatever they say, regardless of their circumstances.
1: Right. And I think maybe that was the problem with Teresa for so long as people looked at her like she was in this very vulnerable position. And because like Joe and the jail situation, um, that maybe not so much anymore now that she's Louie.
0: Personally, and this is the way I feel, it didn't matter to me because I felt we're all adults. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody should not be held accountable for their actions. Yes. Do I give people a pass if they're going through a hard time? Absolutely. But I do hold everybody to a certain standard. And, you know, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I think everybody, there's a certain base level. Everybody has to be held accountable to, right? We're all on the same playing field. And if you don't hold everybody to the same playing field, that means you think you're above somebody. Right. And I think some people who I, you know, my friends or on my cast or whatever, well, you know, then they think they're above somebody if they don't hold them to the same standard. So I think that comes out as well. I think everybody's on an even playing field.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I'm hoping, and I hope maybe you can, I know you can't say too much about the season. I totally get that. So there's a new housewife. Yes. That has joined. How does she get introduced? Are you able to tell me?
0: I mean, I know you guys have seen her on Instagram. I'm not really allowed to confirm nor deny if she's a housewife. Okay. A friend, a woman has been hanging around. (laughs) Yes, but she's, she's wonderful. Um, She's, I think everyone's going to love her. I think she's very smart. She's a... Yeah, she's very smart, eloquent, and I think uh, you, everybody, will be very receptive to to the new blood on the show.
1: Yeah, I felt like we needed another person because I felt like it was so split down the middle, especially at the reunion. Like it was like you, Jackie, Melissa, and then it was Dolores, Teresa, and Jennifer, and it's like. I felt like we needed like just one more person. To- yes,
0: yes. And I think, you know, and I also think Dolores and I people don't realize Dolores and I are very very close. We do a lot of things together. Um so I think everyone's going to get to see that. We have a we have an amazing bond. We do a lot of charity work together. We are together lists and I so I think I was going to ask you if you were with Dolores last night. Yeah, I was last year. She was this the ambassador of hope MMI mm-hmm. for breast cancer. This year I was the ambassador of hope. So we do a lot. We work on a lot of the same charities together. So out, outside of um the show, I mean we're all friends outside the show. That's the one thing about Jersey, I I think, which is very consistent. We all have very genuine relationships. So the emotions are very real. We all see each other all year round. I mean some of us more than others. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what—that's why everything runs so hot. But I think Dolores and I, so things get a little mixed up this year, and I, it's going to be interesting.
1: I'm excited. Like I think Jersey is like one of the top cities of Housewives. Like you guys have been so good
0: <laughs> since you joined. Yes. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I think I think we're good because we're very. We're all strong women, but strong in different ways and have different opinions. Mm -hmm. And we all come from different backgrounds. And I think that's, it makes it for interesting uh, fodder. It's almost like you
1: guys are like a more chaotic, like version of the view. Like you all have very different perspectives. You all bring something different to the table, but you're able to talk about it. And I think that's like so refreshing on Housewives, especially now. Like, I just feel like no one's like talking about anything. It's
0: true. Um, we just say it. There's no holds bar with us, right? No. It's just like, we just say it. We don't care. I, I think we do recover. It might take a little longer. I'm not a grudge holder. I can move past things. I think some other people um, out of my friends are, are grudge holders, which I think is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Teresa? <laughs> <I think laughs> the she's queen of better. grudge holding yeah she's a grudge but i think she's getting better she's working on it she's a taurus is that what it is is Taurus? Mm-hmm. they're uh, taurians do you say taurians or taurians grudges? you know they're, they're, they're grudge people? holders they're, they're grudge very hold. stubborn yeah they're very stubborn but i think she's working on that i think she's a lot happier so everybody's okay. good but me i'm like i could get over shit very easily
1: yeah I kind of get over too much. I think like me too. I, I move on like too quickly. And some of my friends are like, why aren't you still upset? I'm like, I don't care really. It's like not, it's not worth my energy.
0: No, I think you're absolutely right too. I don't think anything's worth it to really hold that grudge over. I mean, unless you're like sleeping with my husband or did something horrific to my children. Yeah. Like don't- it's not that deep. Stole my jewelry. Not even if it's stole stole. my jewelry, it's insured. You know something. Yeah, you stole my my. I don't know something horrible. <laughs> That's so
1: funny. So Margaret, one of my favorite things about you is you're very open about your relationship with your mother, yes. and it's a very complex relationship. Very. And I. I love watching it. I love watching you to have these like kind of tough conversations because there's a lot of love there, but like,
0: there's also a lot of like, you know, like you've been through things. Listen, I think mother daughter relationships and and no matter how bonded and it's the most beautiful relationship, but it's Mm -hmm. the most complicated relationship. The most most complicated relationship. I always say I was, I raised Marge senior. So we have a very interesting, unique relationship. Listen, she could do something now that reminds me of my childhood. I just want to kill her. But I love her so much because I was with her last night. We're at this charity event. The woman doesn't stop talking. She, and I'm like, ma, stop. You know, we're out to dinner and and she's yenting and she's drinking too much. And and I'm having complete anxiety. But then this morning, she's what my first phone call. Yeah, and and I could tell her, don't answer for me. Don't answer if someone asks me a question. Don't respond for me. It's inappropriate. But we can have these conversations where I, and it doesn't affect our relationship. Where we're not going to talk for the next day or or have a fit like that. We could move yeah. right on from it. And I think we've gotten to that place.
1: Yeah. Marge Senior. I love her. She's beautiful.
0: Oh, thank you. Can she, I just say? Oh, you're so sweet. She lo- She does. She looks great. The woman, I've never seen her. We were talking about it the other day also because Marge Senior had a very um, heavy set period where she was a little bit of a pork chop when I was younger. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and even then we were talking about it that she always was so glamorous and maintained. Mm -hmm. And it it was funny. She always maintained that, you know, air of glamour. She never, listen, the way I look right now, the woman doesn't go out in public like this. Me, I'm at the supermarket. I don't have my makeup on. I could have like something in my tooth. I, I do like to look great when I go out and things like that. But Marge Singer, you never see her out in the streets, not looking unbelievable.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Like whenever she's on
1: camera, she just looks so good. Is she still in New York?
0: Uh, she was working in the city, but during COVID, okay. it was very crazy. The company she worked for closed immediately because they did uh, events. Oh, God. Yeah. But the woman a week into COVID was like, I cannot stay home during this entire pandemic. I must <laughs> work. I, I'm going to die. I'm going to this. I was like, ma, she lives down the street from me. Yeah, Next door to Lexi, actually. So she went to work for an essential company, which is actually a wine distributor. High-end wine distributor. Essential. 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 So she immediately was working and worked all through the pandemic and still doing.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: And how's Joe? Joe is great. Little Joe B is amazing. Um, Just, you know, plugging along. Him and the guys have been doing their thing oh my god they they're very funny
1: they're so funny and i have a deep love of frank senior
0: oh for everybody loves frank (laughs) i'm going to tell you when they go out on the road, a lot of women raise their hand and want to go out with frank senior oh i believe it like he is a hunk he he is he's what he's funny and
1: charming and sweet so charming and so sweet and so I had posted on my Instagram I said Frank is dating this girl and I meant Frankie Jr. Mm-hmm. and I thought that that was very obvious <laughs> like I didn't think I had to clarify it apparently people were sending him my Instagram stories and he like messaged me and he was like. Can you please clarify that I'm not dating her? I was like, Yes, I'm so sorry. I meant Frankie Junior. Like I didn't think I had to do that. That is very funny.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then he called me babe.
1: And I was like, was big. I was I like, know. are we getting married?
0: Are we getting Frank? I know. He'll have to come. He'll come out to Chicago.
1: Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, so funny. Um, so what has your experience been like being a housewife? Like, has it been good? Is there a downside? Like, what's the
0: downside? I think the dent, da- listen, I personally think it's been a great experience. Mm-hmm. I've had a very good time doing it. I don't take myself too seriously, but I think what you see is what you get with me. I'm this, everybody, if you talk to, I had the same friends since kindergarten. So they'll tell you, I'm the exact same person. When people meet me in person, I'm like, wow, you are, you're just like, you aren't either. I was like, yeah. What, what'd you think you were getting? I mean, that's yes. it. I'm, I'm the exact same person. I, I'm no different. But I think the downside is that People don't see the um, family side of me, like with my kids. My, you know, I do have a biological son. Uh, he was at the event with me, listening. People don't get to see that side of me because my kids do. My son does want to remain private. Joe has two kids. They they want to remain private. So people judge very quickly. You don't have kids because I don't talk about. It. They don't see that. Right. Side of the, the maternal side of me, but it's okay because I need to keep that private because my family chooses to stay private.
1: Yeah, for sure. Do you ever like when the show is airing, especially this past season, I felt like social media was like out of control. Ooh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Crazy. Like I feel like within the last year, I don't know if it's the pandemic or something, but like social media with Bravo has just been like so intense. Like, how do you respond So like, if you were to get like a nasty DM or like a comment, like, do you ignore blocks? Like,
0: no, I I write back very uh, funny comments. (laughs) I write back really snide funny comments. I don't get that offended. I mean, if it's really down and dirty, I ignore it. But there's so many crazy things that people write to me. And I just write back something funny. Yeah. Uh, You know, sarcastic, funny. I, I think it's You know, everybody has a right to their opinion. I mean, I have a few people who constantly write sick shit to me. Yeah. They're like deranged. Yeah. And I, and I just write back my stuff, you know? Yeah. Like you can't take it
1: too serious. No. But that's also what I love about Jersey is you guys don't really take it off the show. Like I never see you guys really fighting on social media.
0: Jennifer did. Last year. Yeah, like on Twitter, you notice I lived, I was live tweeting the show, mm-hmm. just like what was happening on the show and doing right. like commentary. Then somehow it got like off the show a little bit. And I, and I don't do that on Instagram. I like it very clean, fun, positive. No one needs to see that. That's not necessary. And it did go a little haywire last year. And you know... <laughs> And I was like, I'm, I'm not doing, I, that's crazy, you know? Yeah.
1: So, okay. I have a quick question, like a little roundup before I let you go. Cause you were being so kind when you did this.
0: No, I'm thrilled to do it. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um,
1: if you could join any Housewives franchise, which one would you join?
0: Oh, well, New York needed me.
1: Oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah did you watch last season
0: yeah i just you know what i think new york's right over the bridge i would have liked right. to go on new york it would be like the first crossover yeah i think it, it just works the one thing you know on new york no one's married currently mm-hmm. you know, currently I, I could have been you know brought that little element yeah i think i fit in with the ladies there and i think yeah, are you be-
1: friends with any of them like out Like, do you talk to Dorinda or,
0: I mean, well, Dorinda's not on anymore, but. Yeah, Dorinda's not on anymore. I talk to Dorinda all the time. Friends with Sonia, Luann. Yeah, yeah, we're all very friendly.
1: Sonia, my girl. Love her to death. I know. Hysterical. 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 She's Fanny Bryce. Yes,
0: total Fanny Bryce. You're absolutely right. (laughs) That's exactly what she is. I love it. Yeah. And listen, Ramona and I have had shit go on before, but you know what? She is who she is. She's great TV. (laughs) Yes, yeah. <laughs> there's housewives that you want to hang out with, and there's housewives that are great TV. Yeah, and she's the latter. <laughs> she's okay. yeah, she's, she's she's great TV. She is who she is. She doesn't pretend to be anything different.
1: No, and I think when someone like leans so far into just like who they are and are very unapologetic about it, like it,
0: I find it hard to be mad at. Exactly, and I and you know what I have to say is like when people like she's got to be fired, she's got to be this this is the person you fell in love with. This is who she always was. We can't just like, that's not the way, you know, that's not the way it is. This, is, She's not, she's no different than she always was. No, you- I think Bravo fans, and I'd said this on this
1: episode because I recorded a little bit earlier, but I said, I was like, people need to stop telling Bravo what to do. <laughs> stop telling Bravo to fire people. Stop telling Bravo, like relax.
0: Yeah, it's just like, this is, we'd have nothing to talk about. (laughs) No, I'm like, I don't want to watch people I agree with all the time. No, everybody's not going to agree because the show wouldn't be interesting. That's what it is. It's different opinionated women (laughs) who come from different backgrounds and are grouped together because that's the way this world is. And that's the way this country is. Everybody comes from something different. And what Um, I love
1: is like how sides is full of complex female characters.
0: Yes. And, and everything's not black and white. Everything's very gray. Yeah, we gotta give people like some grace, like a little bit I, of grace. Like yes. Ramona is like sixty-five. Like the what? She's not gonna change. Yeah, but but is she she has listened, and she has. You want the truth? She has gotten better. I know. It, I, I, to, I, to, I I take really your word for it. She really has. I I've yeah. seen it. She's 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 apologized. She she you know yeah. Like once someone does that, I'm
1: like, okay, we gotta like move on, you know. Let's not like carry this torch to like get this woman fired. Um,
0: That's what it is. It's like, it, she's given us such good content. For over
1: a decade.
0: That's just the way I feel. I just, I'm not, I, I don't feel bad. Listen, I fight with Jennifer all day, right? She's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's an amazing housewife. She's, she's, she's great. You know, she's, do I love her 24 hours a day? Absolutely not. But can I see she's complete entertainment? Would it would it be great to be with someone who's just like I you know love all the time? No, I mean people want to see different opinions.
1: Yeah, exactly. I remember going to BravoCon and sitting in the New Jersey panel. Jennifer is probably one of the most long-winded <laughs> people okay. yeah. I've ever like people, I never really fully understood how long-winded she was until I saw her at BravoCon. I was like, oh. My gosh, this woman. I mean, there's a reason I've said to her, land the plane. <laughs> like land the plane. It was so funny. Me and Steve are just in the audience, like, wow. She really just goes on. Uh, I, I know. But okay, my last question is, do you think Erica Jane knew?
0: Um, I didn't watch the reunion yet. Oh my gosh. Because I was at my charity event last night, so I'm going to catch up on it today. Um, do I think right from the beginning, she knew that they were taking from orphans? No, you, you want, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Do I think, you know, do okay. I think she knew right from the beginning that that was right. happening? No, no. Like, do I, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Everybody doesn't know what's going on in their husband's right. business. I don't think that like, she was like, this money is coming from these victims. I, I agree. I really don't. That's where she knew the money was coming from. Cause she'd be like, holy fuck this. You know, I don't think she'd be on TV doing all those things. I just don't. She's not stupid. No, I completely agree. I don't think she knew the money came from that. I just don't no. I, You know what? I really think happened. I mean, this what? is what I think Tell me. he he had a lot of money. He, he was a successful attorney. She mm-hmm. was used to a certain lifestyle. You know, he probably set up all her accounts for her, you know, put money in there frequently. He might've said to her, you know what? I'm transferring this money in. I need to keep it. I'm setting up trust. I'm taking this money. I'm putting it in your account, you know, whatever. She signed it over and that was it. I'm, I'm hiding it from something or whatever it is. I don't want to pay taxes. I'm going to set up a trust. It was probably something like that. I do not believe that she knew it came from there because I I'm going to tell you with my ex husband, he would hand me a piece of paper. I was like, I'd sign anything he handed me. I never thought, and he never did anything wrong. I mean, the guys Dudley do right. But my father-in-law would hand me everything with like the little yellow tabs sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here, sign here. here. I had no idea what was going on. I'm setting up a trust. I'm doing this for the kids. I'm doing that. I never knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. (laughs) Legitimately had no idea. I mean, now I know a lot. I mean, I got a horrible lawsuit with Vineyard Vines. I swear on my life. My licensee was making stuff. They sent this. They were still shipping goods. I had no idea what was going on. And mm-hmm. I was on the hook for it. Things yeah. happen that you really don't know. But she gives off a persona, a very, you know, out there. Wealthy, and people love to see someone like that go down. Yes. I think that that
1: is the biggest thing. Like, I think it's just because she built this whole thing up and people loved to watch people fall. And yeah. It's kind of fucked up. But like, I mean, I'm with you. I don't think she knew everything.
0: No, no. I think when it started to come out, I mean, mm-hmm. I think her social media could have been handled differently.
1: Oh, my God. Did you watch Housewife on The Hustler? No. OK, because Daniel stop was on it.
0: I know. And I watched I mean, it with my
1: mom and my mom paused the television and she goes, I can't make heads or tails with that woman's face.
0: And I was I like, know. I was like, mom, I know. I know. She's just like, totally. I, I mean, any show, I can't find anything credible if they're going to put her on as an expert. Your husband's in the pool. Your husband's in the pool. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, she just so- said so many lies and craziness and she, you know, reviews everything and it's just so... I mean, I feel sorry. Truthfully, I feel sorry for her. I mean, she just lives in her own world.
1: Yeah. It's very, she's very tragic to me. She's it is. a very it tragic is. person.
0: It, it, is, it is a tragic person. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, I think I'm on you and I might be, you know, not the popular opinion with that, with uh, Erica Jane. Yeah.
1: I get like, okay, we could talk about this forever, honestly. Cause sure. Erica Jane is like just fascinating you and I live in the gray area. I think. Yes. And it's like I think she might have known maybe towards the end that something was going on. Yeah. Yes. I don't think yes. she knew orphans were involved.
0: No, I don't. I don't think she knew the the whole extent of it. I don't. I just don't believe that. Right. And I don't. Yeah, I just think it's just not possible. I think he was a smart attorney. He didn't get where he is without you know, being somewhat savvy and unethical, obviously. Right. I mean, and no one questioned him. Like that was the thing. It wasn't just Erica not questioning him. Like no one around him ever partners, questioned him. He had partners right. that were there. It's not this has been going on for a long time. This and so that's my that's my point. And I and I think to hold her accountable for his actions, I mean, come on. Yeah. It it, it seems kind of crazy. Yeah. It seems kind of crazy because she had the benefit of the like, I mean, I just like, listen, Sutton did say one thing, like Ruth Madoff, you know, she didn't know either. You know what I mean? Yeah, But, but like, she's like, but Ruth Madoff has no friends left. Yeah, <laughs> That's true too. I mean, it's very true. No. And and it's just unfortunate. I just wish I understand the way Arca came out strong, but I wish she would have handled it differently. That's all. That was my
1: biggest thing. Like when that's all of this was coming out, I was like, can she chill on Instagram?
0: Yeah, I like would. It was think intense. I did that a little bit differently, but I feel yeah. like you probably just felt so attacked and everything else. But I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, who? Do, I mean, who knows what I would do in that situation? Listen, I don't know what I would do. I'm one who probably would hire crisis management PR. I don't know. I would run
1: away, and you would probably never hear from me again because um, <laughs> I hate confrontation so much. But yeah, wow. Oh my god. Well, Margaret, thank you so much for taking your time
0: to talk. Well, thank you. I so love you much so much. Me. I love you, and I love following you. And oh, thank you everything you do. And see. Oh, you thank,
1: you. <laughs> thank you. She's been very quiet. Yeah, um, she she's is. she's passed the fuck
0: out right now. But tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, everybody can find me at the real Margaret Josephs on Instagram. Uh, I have a podcast, Caviar Dreams, Tunafish Budget, which we took a little break at the end of my season, which will be reigniting soon, but you can listen to some previous episodes. And that's really basically where you can find me at my website, margaretjosephs.com. And on awesome. the Real Housewives of New Jersey, soon to reboot. Uh, the oh, the year. can't wait. Yeah. 2022. Yes.
1: All right. Well, Margaret, thank you so much and I'll let you go, okay?
0: Thanks, Sam. Thank All right, you. bye.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Margaret. She is the best. Make sure you guys follow her and listen to her podcast. And remember, we have new episodes every Tuesday, which are pop culture related. And every Friday is, of course, Bravo Friday. And this podcast is brought to you by The Dip. So for 20% off at thedip.com, use H-O-T-M. That is H-O-T-M. And again, I am a words of affirmation person. So if you would like to rate, review, and subscribe my podcast, please do. I would really appreciate it. And check out the other amazing podcasts brought to you by The Dip. Um, and I'll see you guys around on the Instagram and I'll talk to you guys soon.
0: Bye. Hurry in to Mattress Firm's July 4th sale. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase up to a $499 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details.